0: We're reading today from 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 7 to 11 and this says the end of all things is near therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Well, I don't know how many of you have made a list of New Year's resolutions at the start of January to do things differently to before. Perhaps you want to live more healthily this year by taking up certain activities, or you want to spend more time in God's Word. Often we're more enthusiastic and diligent to begin with, but as life gets busier during the month, we can easily forget about all these resolutions we've made. And these can Fall by the wayside as after weeks or even days, perhaps. Now, what drives us to make these resolutions in the first place? Maybe it's because we see that another year has gone by so quickly and we realize that time is short and we want to do things differently to before. But what if we realized that we didn't have much time left? What if we only had a year or six months or a few weeks to live? How would we live differently if we knew the end was near? Well in Peter's letter in verse 7 he says the end of all things is near and then he exhorts us to live differently in the light of this to take up certain things because time is short. Now when Peter says that the end of all things is near that was over 2,000 years ago. So when Peter is talking about things in terms of the last days here what does he mean? Well the end days here refers to Period of time between the first coming of Jesus Christ and his second coming. So we're living in the last days with the expectancy that Jesus could return at any moment. And although Jesus does say that certain signs need to happen before he does return in glory, we need to live as if he could return today. And if he did, would we be ready if he were to come again? Now, I remember one night I was fast asleep in my bed when I was awoken suddenly by this terrible noise overhead. The whole house shook and the sky sounded like it was being split apart. And I immediately sat up in fear, genuinely thinking and believe this, that Jesus was coming back. Now, the fear for me wasn't a fear of not being saved, because we know that all who have believed and trusted in him are saved. But it was a fear rather of encountering the glory of the Lord, which would be an awesome thing, and also feeling that I wasn't ready or that I hadn't lived in the way I should have. Now fortunately it turned out to be just an extremely loud clap of thunder which took me by surprise because there wasn't any storm brewing beforehand. But that wasn't my first thought that it was thunder. My first thought that Jesus was coming back and the thought was was I ready? Had I been living like someone who had been living for him or was I asleep in the light? And we ourselves can be easily asleep in the light. It's easy for us to become comfortable at church and to settle into our everyday routine. And we can forget why we're here. So how should we live then if we're expecting Jesus to return at any moment? Well, Peter lists three things that we can do to live each day. He says, first is to pray more effectively. How do we do that? And that's by being alert and sober as Peter tells us in verse 7. I'm reminded of how Jesus told the disciples in the garden of Gethsemane to watch and pray so that they don't fall into temptation while Jesus went off to pray by himself. However when he returned he found them fast asleep and asked them could you not stay awake even one hour? The being alert and of sober mind means being aware of what's going on around us and not becoming complacent or engaged in too many worldly things down here or even engaged in sin. So we can end up not spending much time in prayer but allowing ourselves to be busy with all other kinds of things to fill up our time. Prayer must be our first priority. And the second thing that we can do is to love more deeply and that's in verse 8 and there's really two parts to this the first is what you might call a covering love where Peter tells us that love covers over a multitude of sins here Peter is quoting from Proverbs chapter 10 verse 12 which says hatred stirs up conflict but love covers over all wrongs when others wrong us we can either Expose their sin for everyone else to hear about, or choose to deal with it discreetly and to forgive them. Now, I know there are some people who feel the need every time they're wrong to go on social media and air all their dirty laundry and rant about the other person. Of course, this only stirs up more conflict and more resentment, even in yourself. The best way to resolve a dispute is to forgive. When we love more deeply, We're then able to overlook and forgive offences. But when we have an absence of love, then we can end up looking at everything with suspicion and interpreting things in the worst way or holding on to grudges. And the second aspect of love you could call recovering love, to be hospitable without grumbling. And the word hospitable means to love the stranger, to help them recover in the same way a hospital might We can also help others feel welcome. But while we might have the right action, we might have the wrong attitude and do so grudgingly. So Peter is saying we need to do this without grumbling or allowing resentment to build, because ultimately grumbling is a complaint against God. So we're to pray more effectively, love more deeply. And thirdly, we're to serve more faithfully. So what Peter highlights here in verses 10 to 11 is that we all have different spiritual gifts that can help others. Now, our gift may be different from someone else's and some may be more prominent or noticeable, like those who speak at the front, for example, but all of them are helpful. and No gift is too small or insignificant for God to use. So we share our gifts with other people, not for our own benefit, but for the benefit of others and ultimately to glorify God. If we're not involved in sharing the gift that God has given us, then we're not glorifying God as much as we should be. We're also to serve in the strength that God provides so that God will sustain us in everything that he calls us to do. Because It's easy to begin to do things in our own strength, but that becomes unsustainable and then serving can become a chore. So at the start of this new year, rather than thinking in terms of New Year's resolutions and how we're going to keep them, let's instead think in terms of how we're living in the end times and do the things that Peter exhorts us to do here, to pray more effectively, love more deeply and serve more faithfully. And through all of that, God will be glorified and others who don't know him may come to see his glory and know him. Amen. Today, we prayed that we'll pray more effectively, love more deeply and serve more faithfully, not as a New Year's resolution, but in the light of the knowledge that Jesus could return at any moment. We also prayed for Tri-Church Sunday and the guests coming, that people would not be afraid to come even with the Omicron variant and that guests would be protected. Then we also prayed for our general protection as a church.